It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, are you a in and out guy or oh, a no. five guys? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I, Apparently, I, this is a big thing on Twitter today. I, I must have missed it because I still don't have a Twitter. This is still a, I don't know that it was a big thing. <laughs> I don't know that it was a big thing as much, but, but Dalton Miller and Ben Baldwin were both talking about how in and out is better than Whataburger, which, like, I mean, in and out, like, has to get through several uh, uh, rungs of the tourney. Before they're ready to take on Whataburger, as far as I'm concerned. So I, I don't even, yeah. like, in and out's not even in the competition, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely pro Five Guys, pro Whataburger. I've only ever had Five Guys. We don't have that many options out here in the, the wilderness of, you know, the East Coast. It's just, it's not, it's not great. We have a yeah. McDonald's and no Five Guys, like, 30 miles away. So... Yeah, so we're, we're limited. Um, coming up on today's show, we're going to preview the Cowboys cornerback room entering the 2020 season. Uh, and Landon, we've got a lot of names to talk about. <laughs> um, I, frankly, I don't even know where we should start. Let's let's start with the the new coaches in that room. We have Al Harris, who is going to be you know helping out the corners there. Uh, we talked about George Edwards yesterday, who's going to probably focus more on the linebackers. Uh, but he's there. What what do you think about this uh, this new Cowboys coaching staff in the secondary? Well, you know, I mean, my knowledge of Al Harris it basically extends to him as a player, you know, and and what yeah, kind of player too. he was yeah. when he played for Green Bay. Um, you know, it just and I think that you see his playing style and his body type reflected in the kind of players that the Cowboys you know, have picked up, but also who they, who they mostly had in their stock already, you know, the kind of tall, long physical corners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that you, uh, you look at the changes uh, that the, that they've made in the defensive backfield, uh, you know, as, as far as personnel wise, and it doesn't feel like, there's been much of a change in the prototype of what they're looking Not for. Not at all. Right? It just so, feels okay, like so they've really added quickly. numbers, really. Right. So my question is, is this a Will McClay thing? Does Will McClay like the longer corners? Yeah. And I, they, I you think know what so. I mean? Rather than a McCarthy thing? I, I don't know. I think it is. I, I think that, you know, I think that the, the whether it was a, uh, you know, originally just a a Marinelli or a Kiffin or a Richard thing. I think that it's clear that Will McClay also has an affinity for these kind of long corners, and maybe that's you know why he 
maybe that was part of the you know the the origin of of those coaches coming in to be the the defensive coordinators. I don't know, but I do think yeah, that I do point. think that that this is something that's more than just the previous reg- defensive regime's preference. Uh, I, if anything, I think that the difference to me is the number, like the volume of corners that they got. I mean, they felt the need to add. You know, they added two guys in free agency who are, and we'll talk about each one, but they added two guys in free agency who uh, you think are guys who, I don't know if they're starters, but they're definitely, you know, like first off the bench type players, right? And then on top of that, you add two more rookies to what you already have with Cheeto, Anthony Brown, uh, and... uh, uh, who am I missing? And all the rest of the guys, I guess, with with yeah, uh, with, Daryl with, Worley, yeah, Daryl. Yeah. So it's like you look at you look at the number. I mean, I think that's really the big difference is that they re-signed Anthony Brown, they brought in Daryl Worley and um, and Maurice Canada, uh, and then they drafted another two corners on there. So to me, yeah, there has been talk about moving Shadobi, you know, to safety. I, I don't know where they are with that. But to me, what they – I don't think it's just – I don't think it's just them trying to throw numbers at the problem. I think that the idea is is that they want to have a deep and uh, varied in talent and skill type uh, uh, group of corners that can be deployed in a variety of different ways against a a variety of different players. I also think it's worthy to mention that Another guy that the Cowboys had interest in that they also ultimately didn't sign was uh, Drake or Patrick. You know, and I mean, he's not here, but I think he certainly fits that mold as a, a long athletic corner. Um, the one that you didn't even mention, Savion Smith, who they brought over from Jacksonville. Um, you know, a similar style of corner, you know, long athletic guy that uh, can play on the boundary. So, yeah, uh, we're going to get in. Yeah, we're going to get into all these guys in a second. Um, let's let's start with. Chidobi, because he's really the one that's expected to potentially take a jump now that Byron Jones is gone. There are some whispers that he's going to maybe cross-train at safety. We're entering year four for Awuzie. What are you expecting this season, Landon? I don't know. You know, I mean, I think that I don't hate him at corner. Like, I, I, I think that, you know, the issue with him at corner has been specifically getting his head around. Uh, in, in you know, yeah, when he's, also when some kind of... bad luck. There's yeah, some, for sure. People have some had great throws and great catches on him, which kind of unlucky. But go ahead. There's been a lot of times where it feels like he's been in excellent position, and the ball either just got past his hands, or you know, like it, it feels like he's doing ninety five percent of it right, but that f- last five percent is really hounding him. Right. So, uh, you know, I. I, I I think he's a talented athletic player who has a, 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 a nose for the ball when he's looking at it. So I understand the idea of trying to move him to, uh, to safety. I think that he still has some value outside as a corner if put in the right mm-hmm. position. I, I don't think they should des- necessarily abandon that part yes, yet. Um, but I do think that when you look at the group of guys that are in this, in this room... With with maybe the exception of Trayvon Diggs, who you know is still obviously very early in his career, you have to think that a, a, a Woozy is probably the most talented 
of these guys, right? So probably, I, I yeah, mean, I, I think, think that's fair. Him and Anthony, or Anthony Brown, right? So like, I tend to think that they're going to try to find a way to, you know, uh, like a lot of these guys, put him in a position to where he's doing what he does well without having to put him in a position to, you know, maybe have his back. You know, I think they played so much cover one last year that like it constantly was putting Awuzie in the in the in a position to play in a manner that is not comfortable for him with his back to the ball. I, agree, I think yeah. I think it, more opportunity to play in some zone, uh, more opportunity to see what's going on in front of him, I think that is likely to uh, give him more opportunity to make plays on the football. I, I agree. I, I That's why I think the move to safety makes a lot of sense for him, where he can be watching the ball at all times. And I think that's what maybe the Cowboys see too. Um, I think there's also a part of it where – it's just going to be a numbers game, right? There's so many corners on this team that are of similar caliber that if you can shift one over to safety and you make room for somebody else, I think that's, you know, that's an option there too. Um, I just wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Their website is incredibly easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always incredibly low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box to let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Landon, let's talk about another veteran in the secondary. I want to talk about Anthony Brown because I think he's fascinating. Um, We heard rumors last year um, that uh, the Cowboys tried to include him in a trade to to get Jamal Adams. That didn't end up panning out. Um, And then he hit free agency, and the Cowboys brought him back to a not a big deal, but a, you know, not a tiny deal either. I think it was like three years, $15 million. it's expected that he's going to play in the slot once again. What are you expecting from Anthony Brown now in year five? What, year four? Year five? Year five, right? Year five, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think that signing Anthony Brown was uh, it was relief. You know, I think because I think the part of the issue with, with him is that he could give he could play inside he could play outside he is you know you 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 feel more than comfortable with him being on the field and 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 you know that he can make plays you know is he old is he a you know pro bowl player no is he a uh uh you know one of the best slot guys in the league I, i don't know about that but i think what you've got is a guy who has the ability to play inside and outside uh has the uh the ability to uh, 
you know, cover a, a variety of types of receivers because he, you know, he, even though he's kind of smaller, he, he does have long arms and he has good speed. I mean, he's under he's just a tick under six feet. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, what you get with Brown is at the very least a another guy who you know what you're getting in as a starter you, at least you now have a starting pair who you know you at least know what you're getting out of them and, and at the very least you've got all these other guys who you signed in Canada and Worley who uh I think you could kick inside um to uh I mean I mean that you could kick that that if they if they hit then you could kick Brown inside and hit, have him and Lewis be kind of the guys battling it out for your slots the corner but but I think that the thing that, that Anthony Brown provided was just stability because he is a good mm. player solid you know he can play inside and out uh and he gives you that kind of flexibility to if you could figure out your outside corners he gives you a really good option inside at, at slot corner so this is interesting. I, I don't know how much the Cowboys personnel department uses analytics to make decisions. I I'd like to believe that they, they do, but Anthony Brown is actually somebody who the advanced stats absolutely love. Um, you know, really solid out of the slot. Uh teams passer ratings against them are always been pretty good. Um now he struggled a little bit in two thousand eighteen, bounced back in two thousand nineteen in the nine games that he played, but uh, this is a guy that you know most people in the analytic community believe is one of the better slot corners in the league, um, and I expect him to to do that uh, again next year. I, I I expect him to to get back to that same level that we're accustomed to seeing. So if you have a Wuzier who I think at the very least is a solid number two corner, you have Anthony Brown who we like in slot, and if you can find one more other outside corner, I think you can feel okay about this secondary going forward even without byron jones um the other veteran that i wanted to talk about that was returning from last season is jordan lewis um man it just depends on where you fall in the jordan lewis fan club because a lot of people like him some people believe he's the best corner on the team uh other people are not so high on him Uh, i know his numbers from last year were pretty atrocious uh where do you stand with jordan lewis and how does he fit into this uh, team with all these Goliaths in their secondary. He he's the the five nine corner. How does he fit in? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I think he's he's kind of been uh, the the forgotten player in a lot of this, and and I mean that's surprising because he's you know he's he's so ta- he's been so talked about in previous seasons uh, as as a as a guy that everyone thinks is going to break out, or as a guy that that. Is uh is kind of ready to to take that next step, you know. I, I think I I think that some of us, you know, and it, it sounds like maybe you too, you know, <laughs> f- were excited and then saw a little bit more of Jordan Lewis, and I wasn't exactly thrilled with what I saw like at different points last year. You know, no, and, he's a I think he's a high variance corner. Yeah, and... I agree. I think we saw the low variance last year. Yeah, and I to me it's like he Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's really where the uh like the, some of the love is coming from for him because he does give you uh you know turnovers, interceptions, forced sacks. fumbles, yep. sacks. He he is kind of that uh you know sort of Jalen Smith of, of the cornerback group, right? Where he, yeah. he can create, but he also uh, can create for the other team, maybe. 
Mm. Um, I I tend to think that you know he's going to come in and this is a real opportunity for him. You know, and I think he's going to come in and put his best foot forward uh, and compete. Uh, and I think that you know there's a chance that since he is a guy that you know has a a nose for the football, he is a guy who knows how to get his hands on the football and know how to uh, 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 you know create and, and disrupt and and, and actually uh, uh, you know not just you know the the previous administration really really just wanted these guys to cover. You know they really just wanted these guys to be in position. Uh, and and force the quarterback to make a difficult throw or force the quarterback to look off of that read, hold on to the ball a little bit longer so the pass rush would get there. I think that, that you know, with this new defensive out, outlook of trying to get your hands on the football, trying to turn the ball over, this is as much opportunity as Jordan Lewis is going to get here, right? I, I don't know that the, the size opportunities, you know, the size profiles or whatever have changed so much like we've mentioned i think that might might be a mcclay thing but even despite that this is his best opportunity because they're looking for guys to get their hands on footballs Uh, this is his best opportunity to make a move and and not only hoist himself into the starting three but try to like move his way up maybe even as the starting two if, if things really go well he just wasn't good in coverage last year and if you want a if you want a an example of how bad it was go watch the week 17 game i know it's week 17 whatever but the cowboys were still fighting for a playoff spot uh and he was atrocious in that game i mean absolutely atrocious uh to look at some of the other numbers in coverage over the last two years he's allowing 69 percent of his targets to be completed over 8.5 yards per target um yeah he'll get you occasionally a turnover or two and you know that certainly looks good when you know you're putting up a video on twitter to try to get some likes and retweets but uh, on a snap to snap basis he's just not very good allowed 542 yards last year in five starts i mean that's not great so um i, I think he's somebody who the hype has gotten a little too high but i think if you still if he's your fourth corner you're, you're doing okay um, I want to talk about uh, another veteran the Cowboys brought in, Landon, uh, Daryl Worley. And um, the more that I've kind of dug into this one a little bit, it sounds like the Cowboys had an agreement with Worley early on in free agency, but they decided to wait until after the draft uh, for compensatory reasons uh, because he's too good of a player to be on the market that long. I know he had his ups and downs with the Raiders, but uh, in a certain role, he can be a quality starter uh, I'm curious about how you think he fits into this defense because do you think he's going to play on the outside as a corner? Is he going to play in the you know against tight ends? What are you expecting from Worley? Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's an interesting player. Um, I, I think that you look at what he did with Oakland, and I, and I do agree. Like he kind of was put into a uh, a tough position in Oakland. You know, Oakland. Oh yeah, had, yeah. had a whole bunch of difficult uh, difficult injuries that they had to deal with. Uh, and then by the time, you know, he, uh, you know, by the end of the season, you know, he had become basically, and you tell me, you know more than I do. No, he was their top corner. He was their top he, he corner. Was their top tor- and, the, and the Raiders play almost exclusively man coverage. So, yeah, yeah. when they got into games where, he, you know, you're putting him against Tyreek Hill one-on-one, it's not going to look great. Because those aren't the kind of receivers that he matches up well against. But, but again... If you use them against tight ends, yes. that's where you can have some success. And that's what I was just going to say is that, you know, one thing that he that he did get out of this that was really kind of eye-opening was the opportunity to go against a 
uh, uh, several very talented tight ends while in the mm-hmm. AFC West, including obviously Travis Kelce and, and, and some of the guys in Denver who are good as well. So, uh, and you know, Hunter, I don't know if he actually ever got to get, get to go against the <laughs> Hunter Henry because he's always injured. But <laughs> yeah, not very often. But but yeah, I mean. So I, I, the, the point is that I think, you know, again, kind of going back to what we were talking about, uh, I, I think Worley is a guy who can play a role for you, right? At the very mm-hmm. least, he could be a very good special teamer, maybe even a guy like Chidobe who can give you some safety snaps as you need them or in packages if you sure. want him to. He can do that. Um, but I think he has a skill set that, you know, he's done a whole bunch of different things. And, and that's kind of what I wanted to get at earlier is that you talked about uh, uh, their interest in um, in uh, Kirkpatrick, yep. and, and they signed Savion uh, and, and uh, Smith, and, and they've added Canada, and, and, and they obviously they added Trayvon Diggs. I mean, Canada's not a, a Alabama guy, but but the point of, of them adding, I think, all these Alabama defensive backs is not necessarily that they, uh, you know, are going to run you know that the kind of rip liz match you know coverage that 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 they use in alabama necessarily but the fact that they play a whole bunch of different coverages and that they understand how to play and their assignments in a bunch of different coverages and i think that that's really where we're seeing the kind of additions being made is you're getting guys who uh, have experience playing a whole bunch of different kind of systems or at least a whole bunch of different types of looks in coverage so not necessarily guys who you know and it was kind of the opposite in um in uh in it, 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 last year you have a bunch of people who are experts at that position like you know are experts at cover one and cover three these are guys right. who are good at, at at a variety of different coverages who can you you can be allowed to mix and match you know week to week i think daryl worley is a guy who when you play philadelphia could be you know someone that they have lined up over Dallas Goddard or or uh, you know yep, exactly. Ertz you know I think it just the you know just deploying him in certain packages could be extremely useful and I think that that's kind of the idea is they get these guys with mixed skill sets and then week to week figure out the matchups that they want to deploy them in to see how they can best take advantage of their talents. Yeah, it'd be fun to see a package like against Philadelphia, for example, where. You have a Wouzier and Worley on the field, basically as your safeties covering the tight end. Maybe maybe you go with a big nickel look and you keep Xavier Woods on the field um, as a free safety. But uh, I think that's certainly something you could do with uh, these two long athletic corners. Um, we're going to play my favorite game really quickly, Landon. Daryl Worley has started 56 games in the NFL. How old is he? Uh, well, this is cheating because I have his I have his age right in front of me, <laughs> but... I, it's shocking to say the least. If you want to reveal it to everybody, yeah, he just turned twenty-five in February. So yeah. to get a corner that's had you know that resume uh, and that is still that young and on a deal that is essentially nothing, not going to do much better that, than that in free agency. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Um, just wanted to remind you guys that today's episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, right before the show today, uh, I went with one of the orange cream Built Bars. Very, very good. First time having that one. Um, actually got a new box delivered to my house yesterday, uh, so the wife and I are uh, starting to get our way through that. If you've never tried a Built Bar before, let me tell you this. They are the best tasting protein bars out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. The best part is it's a low-calorie bar with a ton of protein packed in with no crazy additives. If you want to get in on Built Bars, just go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first box. Um, Lena, let's go ahead and talk about the rookies. We've already, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about Diggs and Reggie Robinson pre-draft and then the day after, you know, the second round of the draft. So we, we spent some time on them. But just kind of quickly, how do we think both those guys fit into the Cowboys defense this season? That's, you know, the, the $10 million question, right? Is, uh, sure. you know, exactly. I think especially with Diggs up top, it's like, is Diggs going to, you know, step in and be kind of that starting number one corner or at least roll out there as the starter, right? Um, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure. You know, the thing is, is that as we mentioned, we've got, we mentioned Daryl Worley and, and Brown and, and Shadobi, and we're going to mention one more vet who I think is going to be uh, mm. in the mix here. Uh, that's a lot of numbers for not a lot of spots, you know. Um, so I think everybody's probably going to make the team, except for maybe some of these very down roster guys. Uh, but I think that you know, as far as how they'll be deployed, who's starting, and who's seeing the lion's share of snaps, when you compare, you add in all these rookies, uh, I, I think it's very difficult to parse. I mean, I, I think you really have to see what you got on the field with these guys first. I mean, obviously the rumors we've heard is that they like Diggs a lot and that he likely will be, you know, starting at least given the opportunity to start early. I, I would be I, shocked if he's not starting day one. Yeah. I, I would be shocked. I, I, I don't know that Robinson is going to get that same sort of uh, timeline or, or kind of curve. So uh, it'll, I think Robinson's really kind of the X factor here to see exactly what his learning curve is. Well, for his sake, I hope he doesn't play much as a rookie. Yeah. You know, I think he's somebody that could use a season to to get up to the speed of the NFL, and hopefully, you know, the guys ahead of him between Diggs and Awuzie and Lewis and Brown, all those guys, uh, stay healthy because I do think Robinson could use a little time, and then let's see next year. Let, you know, Awuzie is a free agent. Jordan Lewis is a free agent. Uh, maybe he gets his chance then. Um, you mentioned uh, another veteran, Maurice Kennedy, who the Cowboys brought over from the Jets last year. Also spent some time with the Ravens. I liked him whenever he played. I, I, he's not spectacular. He's not going to be a lockdown corner. But is he a NFL cornerback who can, you know, be in a top four of a group? Absolutely. What are you expecting from Kennedy? I actually like Kennedy a little bit. Um, I think that he has the opportunity to come in and, and be uh, one of the top three guys. I mean, I, I think Pro Football Focus really liked him, and, and I was really surprised when I went to go look. Uh, at how well they had him ranked, but I, I guess it's not that shocking. I mean, you know, he comes from a from Baltimore essentially. I mean, via Virginia, and I think you know he's kind of kicked it around on a whole bunch of teams filled with with talented you know defensive backs, uh, and I think you know probably has picked up a little bit of that in, uh, in there. So uh, again, uh, another guy who is uh, you know only twenty six years old, just turned twenty six. Uh, but has but has you know gotten some some experience here and and so I I think last season uh, he uh, had his best year uh, with Baltimore got, getting an opportunity to get some more uh, snaps last year and he played mostly on the outside 
Um, so I, I think, but he does have some experience inside and outside. So um, I, I think that what you've got is a uh, you know another guy who you you don't really know exactly you know what you've got, but you have the opportunity that you think that there's some upside there. He's still a young player. He's starting to come into his own a little bit. So maybe you, 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 you this is you, know, you take a gamble on him, and maybe this is a guy that suddenly uh, shows up and, and and plays really well for you as as a as a cornerback two or three, and, and then suddenly you've got champagne problems of having you know too many good corners, and you don't know what to do with them. Yeah, I I liked him a lot when I watched him play last year. I, like I said, mentioned at the top, I just think he's a solid cornerback, and it's tough to find those guys in today's NFL. So uh, we'll see what, where he fits in. Uh, maybe he's somebody that's good enough to warrant some trade action, you know, late into training camp and preseason. If somebody has an injury, maybe somebody comes after another guy ahead of him, which opens up a spot. So uh, I, I really, really like that signing. Um, Landon, let's finish up with some down the roster guys. Uh, we mentioned Savion Smith, an Alabama cornerback who kind of flamed out in a couple different situations. Uh, CJ Goodwin, who is really a special teamer, but I, I don't mind as your last cornerback on the roster. And then everybody's favorite pet cat from the 2019 draft, Chris Westry, uh, 6'4", 200-pound corner from Kentucky, who looks like uh, a giraffe trying to play corner. Uh, which of these three are you uh, the most excited about this season? Well, I, I would like to see what a giraffe looks like playing football. I think that would be pretty interesting to see the least. <laughs> I mean, watch Chris Westry in preseason. That's exactly what it yes, looks like. It is very interesting to see. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, you know, Westry probably lost his, his uh, you know, his supporter uh, in, in, in uh, Chris Richard when he left. Uh, he's still such a big dude. I, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't really have any feel for where he's coming into uh, at this point. You know, I mean, now he did spend the whole season on the practice squad, so they, it, it tells you that they had something there that they liked at least a little bit. I don't know if it was just size or maybe he developed a little bit more during the season. Who knows? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I I, I think for CJ Goodwin, um, you know, I, special teams. Uh, is what's going to get him on the team. Uh, what's, There's just so many guys ahead of him with, that are more talented. That's the bad thing. I don't see, but that's the thing is that he's, uh, he's incredibly talented, def- uh, uh, special teamer. I know. You know, I know. like he's incredibly talented as a special teamer. It's nuts because, you know, I, I went back and in these last few weeks, I've been watching, rewatching games just casually, just for fun. Right. And, it's nuts how many times you see him popping up in special teams plays, right? He's like one of the only guys making tackles. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's tough because the numbers are the way they are. Again, I, I like that he does have uh, some flexibility. Um. Uh. You know, I, I think that it, it, I just, I, I just have a hard time believing it's, that it's a numbers thing, man. I mean, it really, that's I, what it is. I think ultimately at the end of the day, because he can play inside and out because Jadobi can play inside and out. And because you think that maybe Daryl Worley can play inside and out and by inside and out, I mean, safety or corner. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it could be very well that, that Goodwin spot comes at the cost of a, of a fifth safety, you know, or even a fourth okay, well, safety. Well, as I say, how many safeties do you think this team keeps? Woods, haha. 
Donovan Wilson, and that's three, right? That's I don't feel good about anybody else. I mean, do they even really have another body there? Darian Thompson, I, and I think they like. Okay, him. so that yeah. might, but that might be the the competition then, right? Who's the better overall player between Thompson and Goodwin? Because those guys are probably both special teams players. Yeah, I mean, I think that Thompson is definitely a guy that you would feel way more comfortable playing defense than C.J. Goodwin. Uh, but but. I mean, C.J. Goodwin is an exceptional special teamer. You know, th- this is know. all part of the math that happens at the cutdown, right? Is you yeah. know, is this guy a better special teamer than than this guy is a better backup defensive back? You know, like that's that's the kind of comparison that goes on. Well, I also think there's a chance that they just go heavy at defensive back this year. Because oh yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't I don't know how many times we've mentioned in this podcast, but Bones Fossil likes to use defensive guys on special teams. So maybe instead of keeping, I don't know, they've kept seven receivers before. Maybe you just keep six. Maybe instead of keeping four tight ends, you just keep three, right? Uh, I, I think you could certainly, maybe, you know, they've had, I think it was even last year, you know, they've, ha- they've had more than just two running backs on the roster. Maybe you just keep, see, Pollard and uh, Olawali, and that's that's just what you roll with into the season. So I think it's certainly possible they keep, 10, 11 defensive backs this yeah. year, uh, and they try to just figure it out with, you know, all these different guys. And, you know, because some of them have some position flex, uh, it works out. But it's going to be fascinating to see who who makes it, which guys they try to sneak onto the practice squad. I'm sure one of these guys between Westry or uh, Savion Smith will probably be, be on that squad. But um, a deep, deep position. Before we go, Lane, let's, let's grade it like we've been doing every other one. Uh, this one probably oh, has man. the most unknown of any position we've done so far. Uh, so I'll allow you to go first. Well, what okay. grade do you give this unit? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, I mean, I'm going to go with a range again because I just feel like it's just so much unknown. Uh, I'm going to go with a C to a B. I, I think that, you know, I don't, I mean, I, I can't imagine if Trayvon Diggs just absolutely explodes and goes nuts maybe you could get this group above that uh, because there's a lot of great depth, you know? Um, but as of right now, there's just so much unknown. And, and, and if, if like, Chidobia Wouzier from last year, Anthony Brown from last year, and let's say either Canaday on the outside or and kick uh, uh, Brown inside or Lewis on the inside kick Brown outside – you know, if those guys are all just playing like they did last year, then I, I mean, I, I don't know that this is like this is a C a C group, right? It's it's got a yeah. lot of good talent, middling talent, uh, probably a, a, a larger percentage of middling talent, and maybe as maybe good depth, but the, but at top up top, there's just a lot of question marks, and you're not exactly right. sure where the talent is. I don't love the top-end talent yet. I mean, losing somebody like Byron Jones is going to be hard to overcome, but I do like the depth, and I think that's why I'm not overly pessimistic about the group. I like. I think Trevon Diggs in time is going to be a pretty good corner. I think Awuzier sometimes doesn't get enough credit. As we mentioned, Anthony Brown is somebody who the analytics love, 
And then we talked about all those other guys and Jordan Lewis and Kennedy and Reggie Robinson. So as a whole, I like the guys. Uh, I'll say a C with the potential to maybe get up to a B, B minus B by the end of the season with some development. Could be a little shaky early on with a lot of you know guys shifting up in positions with some rookies coming in with some new veterans. Uh, but I do like the long term outlook of this uh, cornerback room. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. Make sure you check him out on the Best Coast Boys, Boys podcast as well. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.